Welcome to FMH InsureCast, a podcast created by Farmers Mutual Hale, designed to deliver expertise and insights from trusted FMH team members and industry experts. Each new episode will dive into new products, industry updates, and innovative solutions. Let's get to today's topic. Well, hello and welcome back to the FMH InsureCast. Today we have a bonus episode on the PACE program. PACE stands for Post Application Coverage Endorsement. And today to discuss PACE with me is Ken Ripley. Ken, go ahead and say hello. Good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening to us. uh, Great to be with you here again, Ryan. Perfect, perfect. In the great crop insurance world, we have always new things to talk about. And for 2022, the newest endorsement that's been getting a little bit of publicity is the PACE program. Ken, I already said what it was, post-application coverage endorsement. Can you give me uh, kind of a Reader's Digest version at the top here of what it is and who might qualify for it? Yeah, so great question. So the first thing is it's an optional endorsement this year for 2022, and it's designed for producers that do a split application of their nitrogen. So whether that's a fall or a spring and then coming back with a after the crop is up, uh, second application or third application, whatever their case is, of nitrogen. Um, and this endorsement would protect them if they can't get that, uh, that application applied due to uh, an insured peril. And in, in this case, essentially, we're talking about excess moisture. Gotcha. So it's that second application that we're concerned with. Once the, once the crop has already been planted and it's coming up, it's that second application. If we can't get in to get that done, that's when this endorsement would kick in. That is correct. And just want to clarify one thing too, because I've talked to several producers in our last few weeks here with some agent trainings, and there's definitely confusion out there that age or growers are thinking this product is actually maybe a premium credit if they do this practice. That is not the case with this program. You're actually buying an endorsement that would indemnify you if you can't get this uh, your nitrogen applied. So you're shorting your corn crop, uh, the needed nutrients for that, for that yield. Gotcha. And from what I understand, Ken, and I know we'll probably hit some loss uh, examples later, but this is an all or nothing type of an endorsement, right? If we can't get in, we get a payment. If we did get in, there is no payment. So that's just the, the one thing that we're covering is the inability to get in and get a nitrogen on at all. That is, is that correct. correct. That is correct. Yep. So, and even, and we'll talk about more as in the loss examples, there's, uh, there's several nuances that uh, determine whether you could qualify for a loss or not. So we'll, we'll believe in that here in a little bit. Sure. Sure. Ken, can you tell me, I know there's some limitations on practices and locations. Where would, where would somebody be eligible for the PACE endorsement? Yeah. So first off, this year it is only going to be available for non-irrigated corn. Uh, it's going to be available in eleven Midwest states, um, and those states are uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio are our eleven states. But within those states. There's only 180 counties that actually qualify. So uh, I'm in Fairbolt County, Minnesota, which is right on the Iowa border. My county is not one that's eligible for this endorsement. So 
Lots of states just have small pockets in it. Iowa probably has the majority of the counties available, but even Iowa does not have every county in the state available for this endorsement. So if you're interested, you definitely want to talk to your agent to see if you're in the pilot area for this PACE program. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I know internally here at FMH, we have some maps that show all the counties and where it's available. And to be real frank, it's it's a little bit confusing as to where what <laughs> counties are eligible and which ones are not. Um, but it, it is kind of hit and miss. So we said all those states, the what was it? I think Illinois had the most where they have around 50 counties. Yeah, it's either Iowa. Illinois or Iowa. Yeah, one of those yep. two has the most, but they're yep. they've got but even, definitely the most. Right. But even within those states, it's, you know, around half the counties in the state. Correct. So, okay. Well, let's keep moving here. Uh, Just a couple of things I had in my notes. Um, You are able to add PACE to any underlying buy-up policy. So that's RP, RPHBE, YP policies. Uh, You cannot add PACE to CAT, though, for example. So you have catastrophic uh, policy. You cannot add PACE to that. But as long as you have a buy-up level, you can you can purchase PACE. There are different coverage levels for PACE, 75, 80, 85, and 90%. Uh, those coverage levels are basically a percentage of the expected loss. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, but there's a loss factor associated with the PACE endorsement. And that loss factor is basically how much of your revenue, how much of your yield do we believe, as in RMA, what does RMA believe you have the potential to lose by not getting that second application on? And so that is also going to be dependent upon how much of nit- how many pounds of nitrogen or what percentage you planned to get on after planting versus prior to planting. And I'm probably going down a rabbit hole already, but maybe you want to expand upon that, Ken. Yeah, no, so um, one of the things with this is you have to tell us uh, when you're signing up for this product, what percentage you're going to do. So this coverage is only going to allow, or this endorsement, excuse me, is only going to allow 25 to 80% of the nitrogen being applied in the second or third passes, whichever we look at. So you can't um, have 100% of your nitrogen being applied after the crop is up. That would exceed the maximum of 80%. But those ranges of 25 to 80 are also in that 5% increments. And based on what percentage you are, so if you're, say, doing 80% of your nitrogen in the second pass, you obviously have a lot more risk and a yield impact to your crop. So they have what we call loss factors that are tied to that percentage of the total nitrogen you're putting on that would be protected with this, uh, with this endorsement. Yeah, so let me give a couple examples on that. I just looked up Dallas County, Iowa, and like Ken said, um, we can declare we're going to either apply 80% after planning all the way down to 25. If I'm declaring I'm only going to apply 25% of my nitrogen after planting, basically in Dallas County, if you were not able to get that on, they're saying that is a 3% loss, right? That's the loss factor that we're using. If it's the other end of the spectrum where we're planning on applying 80% of our nitrogen after planting, that's an 18% loss. So if we're not able to get that 80% of our nitrogen on after planting, now it's an 18% loss. And what we go back to those coverage levels is once I know, okay, I planned to apply, say, 
50% after planting. That comes with its own loss factor. And then we're able to buy between 75 and 90% of that loss factor. Am I, am I correct, Ken? Yep, that is correct. All right. So we have this period where we're supposed to apply nitrogen after planting. That's a part of our plan. We're split applying. We have some wetness. Are there some limitations on when we have to get this second application done? And if so, like what kind of events have to happen in order for us to essentially collect on this if we're not able to get out there? Yeah. So first off, so one of the things, this product is giving us a window. It's a V3 to V10 application window. So in the terms of like corn leaves, we're looking at four leaf corn up to 12 leaf corn. So every area of the country, based on the date you plant your crop, we're going to actually have what is considered the window that will apply, will be open for the application of this. And they give a, a week ahead of that and a week after. But Say, for example, Faribault County, Minnesota is where I'm at. So that's southern Minnesota. That's primarily the month of June is what we're saying. If you can't get your product on during the month of June and we have a peril, in this case, to not get this second pass on, it's going to be excess moisture because hardly any other perils, if it's drought, things like that, that's not going to keep you from getting it applied. You're only indemnified if you can't get the nitrogen applied. So you're going to have to have moisture that's going to restrict you from getting out there into the field to get this applied. So, um, like I said, there's that window of June, but there, but if you first, let's say the weather clears up and you're after that window and you get it on, technically you are um, excluded from any payment because you did get your nitrogen applied. You're not going to be shorting your crop. So it's a little bit confusing with that window since it could be wiped out. It doesn't matter. But if you if you don't get it on ever that during that time period and we have apparel, you would be eligible for an indemnity. Right. And now, so I can hear some of the conversations I've just had recently with others on this. Talk to me, what if we're able to fly it on, but we weren't able to get it on applied um, on the ground? That's uh, if that happens um, again, there would be no peril would be paid because you got your application on. So so, for example, on our farm, uh, used to do wide dropping, and so if I would come in with my my sprayer and get it on after maybe a, uh, a tractor drawn coulter applicator would be maybe restricted because of the height of the corn, that application did get applied. So you're now not eligible for a loss if uh, if you got it on in any other formats. You're not actually protecting a a specific type that you apply, you're just more protecting against it, not getting put down with any tool. All right. Nope. That makes sense. Um, okay. Now, one thing that is unique about PACE, let's talk about this again, with almost all other crop insurance programs, if we're in, insuring against a certain peril, we're insuring that against all of our acres. But in the case of PACE, in the case of pace, reminds me of Ace of Base, right? Can we talk That's about right. that at the beginning? Ace of Base. Um, I saw the sign. <laughs> In this case, if I have just certain fields that I am choosing to split apply on, that I have certain practices I do here but not there, I can just ensure certain fields, certain units in this case, 
uh, under pace and not others. Is that correct? Yes, that's a very unique thing about this, and actually adds some complexity for our for the companies. Which, um, when you're, uh, let's say you have a thousand acres of corn, and maybe of that thousand, you've got two fields that you know those are the ones that maybe are the most risky for me to get my ap- second application put on. You could choose just to ensure those uh, units that you're not able to always maybe get it on. So let's say if you've got uh, uh, 200 out of the 800, you're only putting, you could elect buy sales close dates. You have to make that decision here by March 15th if you're not going to put it on every field. If you don't tell us which ones that you only want it on, all acres in the county would be insured underneath PACE uh, unless they don't qualify for a split application. So that adds a whole nother level of complexity. So the language talks about having um, all acres in the unit being insured. So let's say we have a section, this is called section two, and we've got 280 acre fields in there. One of them you have set up to do split application, but the other one, for whatever reason, maybe it's closer to a, uh, a hog barn and you're putting more manure on or whatever you're doing. And so you just don't usually do that field as a split, ap- split applied a nitrogen field that one would not be eligible for it. So you'd only be buying the PACE endorsement on the 80 acres that you do plan to split apply. So again, uh, if every field in the section is eligible, it would have to be insured. But if they're not eligible because of your practice, then you'd only insure the ones that uh, would qualify. And again, to go back to your original question, you can pick and choose which ones you want to have the insurance placed on. You wouldn't have to do it on every acre on in the county. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so one other th- aspect of this policy is it does have unit structure associated with it, which as we've talked again, it's, it's maybe not the same kind of unit structure that we're familiar with. Um, and so we will have our unit structure on our underlying policy that will work the same, but in the case of our PACE endorsement, we will be able to choose basic, optional, or enterprise, but we have to qualify for those three unit structures or whichever one through how many acres we have in each section that qualify just for the PACE endorsement. So if, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ken, if I want to qualify for enterprise units under the PACE endorsement, I would have to meet the 2020 rule through the acres that I'm insuring under the PACE endorsement. That is correct. And so, yeah, so we have just like Multipro, we're going to have basic unit structure. So if you only had one field, that's going to be a basic unit. If you had two fields, that maybe didn't meet a 2020 rule, for example, and you wanted them, they'd be an optional unit structure. Or if you had two fields, 20 acres in two different sections or more, you could qualify then for that enterprise unit, which is going to get you um, your largest discount as well. Right. And so really when it comes to loss situations, all three of those unit structures should end up paying the same and no matter what kind of situations that we have. But the real difference being is that on the premium side, if I have the ability to qualify as an enterprise unit under this PACE program, I am capturing a higher subsidy. So the vo- it's really more of a volume discount here on the PACE endorsement versus uh, an endorsement because I'm pooling risk together under an enterprise unit. 
Yes, that's exactly right. And actually just looking at some of the subsidies, um, this product, if you're down to a basic unit on, I'm trying to remember what level, I think we had to be at 90, we're down to, if you buy a 90% coverage level and you were a basic unit, you're going to be at like a 38% um, uh, premium subsidy, where if you're enterprise on a 75, I think is the highest at 77% premium subsidy. So every level has a little bit of variation for what the subsidy is, but there is a wide range and your unit structure is the unit structure and coverage level drive that premium uh, subsidy yeah. as well. So, so just a thought on that, typically in crop insurance, there's a lot of value in being able to move up levels, right? So if I go from a 75 to an 80 to an 85, like I am not just gaining dollars of liability, I'm gaining the ability to trigger a claim. That's on production side. With PACE, that's not true. With PACE, it's just a matter of how many dollars that I can get if I have those losses. Right. So if I'm looking at this from the angle of a producer and I see how many dollars I can collect, at a 75% level, and I believe that's adequate if I'm unable to, to get my second application down, I'm going to choose 75% because that is the highest subsidized level. Um, in the case of moving up to 80, 85, 90, it doesn't increase my chances for a payment. It just means I get a higher payment if I happen to have that, that loss, the inability to get the second application down. So a little something extra backwards there, maybe different from our traditional uh, insurance that, to keep in mind. Um, I do see in the notes here, Ken, range of, of premium, uh, just same thing. I went to Dallas County and I was trying to figure out, okay, what's the least this could cost and what's the most this could cost? And I was about between the range of a dollar an acre all the way up to $11, $12 an acre. So <laughs> the biggest difference there being, what percentage am I planning to apply after our plantings are done? So if I'm close to applying 80% after planting, that's going to mean I have a lot more dollars there that I could lose and therefore a lot more premium that I'm paying on those acres versus if I'm just doing a, a smaller percentage of my application after planting, then, um, then my potential payment is lower and same with my premium. Exactly. So yeah. Very wide, wide range, and, and you know it's hard for us to ballpark uh, exact thing. You know, hey, this is what's going to cost for every county. We mm -hmm. need to know what your plan is, what type of risk you're applying, what coverage level you want, and uh, every producer is going to have a little bit different mix. Right. So, so let's make sure we got that. So, if we want this pays endorsement, we do have to apply for it by our applicable sales closing date, which I believe. All the counties that are eligible for PACE should have that 315 sales closing date. Um, so we need that coverage level that's between 75 and 90%. We need the percentage of nitrogen applied on our second application or what we expect to apply. The unit structure, are we going to qualify for enterprise or are we with basic or optional? And then if we're not going to insure all of the acres on our non-irrigated corn, we have to identify those by 315 so that the, um, the coverage only attaches to those acres that will be eligible for the split application. Yeah, absolutely. Am I missing anything there, Ken? Nope, you, you nail it. Those are the key critical things. And uh, uh, with our company, that's going to be a separate application just because there's a lot of moving parts here. 
that we need to make sure we're documenting. So it's not going to be just as simple as slapping the PACE endorsement right on your multi-parallel app. We're going to have you um, have you fill out another document so we capture all the critical details. Gotcha. And hey, Ken, I, I think maybe we missed this earlier, but I just wanted to swing back. I know there's a limitation on what we can what we can declare that we're going to put on in terms of of nitrogen. What is the limitation that we have out there? Yeah, as far as yeah. the percentage you're saying, so yes. the, t- the top end is going to be 80%. So if you can only ensure up to 80% of your total nitrogen with this and again down the bottom range again is down to 25%. So 25% to 80% is the range of uh, you know insurable second pass nitrogen, second yep. second third pass nitrogen. And, and I'm sorry, Ken. Actually, I meant to say I know we. So isn't it a 1.2 factor total oh, pounds per acre? Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, I believe that's right. Sorry, I don't have that in my notes in front of me, but I believe that's exactly yes. right. So, for instance, somebody that that's already applied 200 pounds. So let's say let's use a an example. Somebody that's got a 200 bushel APH. I believe their their total that they could put on under this program or or within the the bounds of this program they're saying would be two hundred and forty pounds one point two times two hundred correct if correct. they up front say um, I'm going to apply fifty percent of my nitrogen after planting but before planting we can see they've already applied two hundred pounds we're not going to be able to declare them as having 50% of their nitrogen after planting. Correct. That is correct. Yep. There is a limit. Um, so yeah, it's one thing to keep in mind, especially if you're putting a lot on in the fall or early before planting and, uh, you've tapped out from what we say is the maximum amount of nitrogen that can be applied with this program that would have to be to a lower percentage because of that, uh, maximum you're, you're meeting. Great. And you mentioned, so we have a separate application. It sounds like we also have a separate acreage report for PACE. Is that correct? Yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not 100% sure if it'll be separate, but one of the critical things that'll be different for acreage reporting is because our application window is tied to a plant date, we're going to need to know. So let's say in a unit, historically for crop insurance, every unit has to have a plant date. But let's say that all of them are timely planted. In the past, you'd have to break stuff out for like late plantings and things like that. Now we're going to need to know every single plant date for each field. So if you've got two separate fields, let's say in a unit that qualify, and you got one planted on the 11th of April and the next one planted on the 18th of April, we're going to need to know the plant date of each one of those fields because that's what's going to determine that application window for our side dress application. So like say, not 100% sure, and maybe, maybe um, we can get back on that, but I believe it's just going to be more making sure we get those reporting dates uh, right. or planting dates recorded by, by field. So let's fast forward, Ken. We get to June, and we have a very wet June, and for whatever reason, um, we cannot get that second application done. What do we need to do to make sure that we have met the requirements to, to get a pay, payment for PACE? Yeah. So this is a, um, just like with most of our losses, when we deal with crop insurance, you're given a 72 hour window to report that loss. So in this case, let's say we got passed, let's say the last day for our um, application window is the 21st of June. And now we're three days past that. And we know the weather is just not going to let us get it on and it doesn't look very hopeful to get it on. 
you'd need to turn in a loss to your agent to get that uh, get that flag for our system. We would then, uh, our adjusters would reach out and some of the stuff that they're going to need from a producer is what we're calling the producer nitrogen report. We're going to have to have basically a record of everything you've done from a fertilizer standpoint. We're going to need to have the day that you've purchased your fertilizer, the type of fertilizer you purchased. Uh, for some reason, they're even wanting the brand of fertilizer. I'm not sure on why we need that. Um, they want to know the N, P, and K value of that fertilizer that you're putting on. Again, the total fertilizer that's been purchased. Uh, dates of when you maybe got your first application of nitrogen put on or first fertilizer applications put in place, the amount that was applied, and last but not least, the acres that did get some nitrogen put on. So there's a lot of details, there's a lot of moving parts. So I guess the big takeaway from everything I just said there is records, records, records. Uh, it's gonna be very critical to help for our adjusters uh, when, we're, when we're actually looking out and determining, do you have a qualifying loss on your farm? Oh, excellent. And I think the other job of our adjusters then, not only would it be to collect this information, but they're gonna be checking for two other things as well. They're gonna be checking for the fact that this was a loss common to the area. And in essence, meaning that other people in the area also were unable to apply the second application because in, in probably because of excessive moisture. Um, and they're also going to be looking for nitrogen stress for the fact that this plants have, plants have been deprived of that nitrogen. Um, they're gonna to try to identify that and make sure there actually wasn't an application that was put down. That's correct. Okay. Um, lastly here, Ken, there is one little tie-in with our underlying MPCI policy. I see that in some circumstances, if we have a PACE indemnity, that we are potentially could see that indemnity cut down or reduced. Um, tell, talk to me about that. Yeah. So we'll call this the PACE offset. So what what that would be is let's say that you purchase a 90% uh, PACE policy, but your underlying is 80%. So in here, what we're going to do is we would have to determine that 20% on your underlying. So you have 80% covered, but you'd have 20% unprotected. We'd have to determine how many dollars that that would represent for your operation. And then if, if your PACE endorsement was larger than that indemnity or that to uncovered, we would actually reduce. Because if your multi-peril kicks in, you would have a doubling up of payments. And that's what this is going to do. This is going to offset any doubling up of payments in that potential. So if there's no multi-peril loss, we would be paying out the full PACE indemnity if, there, if a loss occurred. But if you do have a PACE loss and you have a multi-peril loss, we'd have to make sure that you're not double dipping, so to speak, on those lost payments. And that's yeah. what we're calling the, pot, the pace offset. Yep. And, and I would add this to that. And from looking at the numbers, because typically the, the deductible at the least is going to be 15%. Mm -hmm. the, the loss factors that we've talked about, they only go up to 18%, some of them up to 16 So if you're on the lower end, meaning you're, you're applying, you know, maybe 50 or 60% or less of your fertilizer after planting, then you're not probably going to be in a position where this offset would occur. 
Correct. But if you are towards the higher end, then it could possibly come into play. But even then, it's probably not going to cut down the payment too much. And just to hit home and remind you, the payment itself is an all or nothing payment. So we have liabilities per acre that you'll have on these pace acres. If you aren't able to get it on, you're going to get that full payment, barring any potential offset from this underlying policy. But that is probably going to be uh, a little bit more rare than than having just the full payment itself. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, it's uh, um, there's not a yield component coming into play at all on the pace losses. It's uh, if you don't get it on, that loss factor is going to drive your payment. Yep. Okay, Ken, this is a question that we've gotten uh, quite a bit. What happens if I can't get fertilizer? Period. Supply chain issues. Yeah. So, um, just like on multi peril, that is not a um, that is not a covered peril. So, uh, price of inputs for, uh, keeping you from putting the inputs on, or the supply chain availability are not covered perils. So, those will not help you out. And I know this is maybe more of timely question than ever because of what we're seeing today in the marketplace. Uh, those are not two insured perils for the pace endorsement. All right, Ken, I'm going to put you on the hot spot here. You are a farmer yourself, and I know you have your own practices, but put yourself in the shoes of somebody that has split applied before and tell me, is this something you're taking a hard look at and possibly purchasing, or is it something that you're going to uh, pass on? Yeah, I'm going I'm to answer that in two ways. So the first way is going to be when I look at this endorsement, because I mentioned earlier in the podcast here that on our farm in the past, we've done quite a bit of uh, uh, Y dropping with our sprayer. Um, when I look at this endorsement, Y droppings, you're putting on a sprayer, getting nitrogen on even after V10 is really not a challenge because you have the clearance to not damage that corn plant. I truly feel this endorsement is targeted at those producers who like to apply their, their split application with a pull type applicator. So so now we're dealing with the tractor axle being the limiting factor for getting through that corn in that in that higher end, so that that V10 stage of the corn. Maybe it's going to be you know if, the, if it gets wet and we can't get it on, then then we this may make this endorsement may make sense for those producers. But if you're putting it on with a, a sprayer, or maybe you're having the co-op come out with their high clearance uh, dry spread spreader boxes and spreading rear over the top. I don't know if this makes a lot of sense because you're going to have a much wider window than this, this window that we have with this endorsement. Um, and then I'm going to flip it more to the current market. Um, right now with the $5 and 50 plus cent uh, uh, futures, uh, as a producer, I'm going to do all I can to get it on. I'm not sure mm -hmm. indemnity is going to keep me from getting it on. I want to get as many bushels out there as I can. So maybe right. I do have a tractor applicator and I may worry about it getting it on, but I'm going to maybe be working with those folks that have the wide drop capability or a plane or whatever to get that on. I'm not sure this, the dollars of indemnity here um, would keep me from trying to get it on, especially if I'm in that higher percentage of application. If I'm trying to put 80% of my nitrogen on split application, boy, I'm going to do all I can because $5 corn is a lot of fun, a lot more fun to deliver with a semi than it is to 
collect on an insurance check. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I totally understand that. And I think that was very well put, Ken. So I appreciate your, your insight on that. One other note here I see you put down, which I think is a, is a very one to hit home again. If we are electing this endorsement, you have to really keep good records. Uh, you got to be on top of this. And especially if we're, if we're uh, choosing certain acres and not others, we have to have those uh, records by location. And you heard that list that Ken listed earlier. Anything to add to that, Ken? Yeah, I can't stress enough that it's so critical because uh, in the event that you don't have those records, Ryan mentioned before, we're going to have to come out and prove that there is nitrogen stress in your crop, um, which uh, you've put enough on with your first application and the weather is just right. There may not be evidence that that the crop is short, which would impact your chance of a loss. So records, 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 just like anything for crop insurance are critical to, to support your, your case of an indemnity. Excellent. I'll close by saying that for, for our FMH agents, we do have a PACE webinar coming up here in the first part of February. The date uh, slips my mind at this point, Ken. Yeah, I think it's February 7th, I believe. February 7th, we have a PACE endorsement webinar coming up. And for our agents, or excuse me, for our insureds out there, there is more information and FAQ on PACE on the RMA website. You can just Google RMA PACE endorsement and should take you actually that first page should be the PACE for, uh, frequently asked questions. So it can kind of a review of what we've talked about here today. Ken, I'll give you the last word. Otherwise, we will sign out of here. Yeah, no, I really appreciate having the chance to talk about this program. Uh, again, if you, like you mentioned, Ryan, if there's questions, the RMA site, uh, if you just find the RMA site tool, go to um, topics. And then if this product is listed underneath conservation, it'll give you all the details, the frequently asked questions, all the, the endorsements, um, all the policy language and the loss language. So I think this is a good one to, for producers to take a look at if they want to make sure they understand what they're buying, since it's a brand new product and new to everybody in the, in the industry this year. Thanks for the, thanks for the fun discussion today. <laughs> no, awesome, Ken. I appreciate your insight. And thank you, everyone, for joining us again on the FMH InsureCast. We hope we will uh, tune in again soon. We have a podcast coming out here in a week or two on 2022 crop insurance decisions. And we hope you will also join us for that one. For now, have a great week. You've been listening to FMH InsureCast. We appreciate you joining us today and would like to hear from you. If you have questions about today's topic or an idea to share for an upcoming podcast, you can contact us at fmhpodcast at fmh.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is intended for information purposes only. See policy provisions, terms, and conditions for details. Products underwritten by Farmers Mutual Hail Insurance Company of Iowa and its affiliates, West Des Moines, Iowa. Farmers Mutual Hail is an equal opportunity provider.